So why is Trump banned and the Taliban not banned on social media on this bonus episode of Indie Thinker? Before we jump into this crucial topic today, I want to make sure that you know that we are sponsored by Element Funding and the Kevin Blair Team. You can check them out at kevinblairteam.com. And you need to check them out because right now the housing market is starting to return to a sense of normalcy. There's starting to be more homes on the market. People have already gone to school and therefore they've got the home if they're going to buy a home. And this is a great time for you to get into a home before Christmas. So make sure you check them out, kevinblairteam.com today for all of your real estate mortgage needs. All right, so as it stands, Trump has been banned from pretty much all social media platforms until about 2023, which of course seems more about keeping him from running again than actually about anything he did to be banned. Meanwhile, the Taliban is enjoying all the freedoms and the beauty of issuing forth propaganda on a regular basis on social media on pretty much all platforms without hindrance. So why is this? Well, the Washington Post article I'm about to read to you attempts to describe that, but never comes out and just said it's absolutely ridiculous. So Craig Timburn and Cristiano Lima writing say this, for a group that espouses ancient moral codes, the Afghan Taliban has used strikingly sophisticated social media tactics to build a political momentum. And now that they're in power to make a public case that they're ready to lead a modern nation state after nearly 20 years of war. In accounts swelling across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and in group chats on apps such as WhatsApp and Telegram, the messaging from the Taliban supporters typically challenges the West's dominant image of the group as intolerant, vicious, and bent on revenge while staying within the evolving boundaries of taste and content that tech companies use to police user behavior. Now, one final quote. The Taliban of today is immensely savvy with technology and social media, nothing like the group it was 20 years ago, said Rita Katz, the executive director for Site Intelligence Group, which monitors online extremism. All right, the basis of this article almost sounds like a defense of the Taliban. They've really changed, guys. Only toward the end do they finally quote somebody uh, that finally says, don't believe the PR tactics. And they've actually got a PR firm working for them, the Taliban. But here's the idea from the Washington Post article as I can derive. Skillful messaging has allowed the Taliban to recreate a new online image for themselves. Really? What bizarre world are you living in? Apparently Two-Face was right. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. In what world are we living in that the Taliban is actually changing their image for the better? The Taliban are not skillful. They're just lying. It's actually not that hard. Try it sometimes. It's super easy. And the amount of lying a person has to do to convince themselves that the Taliban is a force for good and human rights in the world and that they've changed somehow sounds exactly like the same kind of thing domestic abuse victims say to convince themselves that their partner isn't total garbage. They've changed, y'all. Look. Be on the lookout for this, because it's coming. Organizations on the left in places like BLM, perhaps, or places like them, uh, that hate America will come out in support of the Taliban because they're resisting the imperialism of westernized cultures. Already we hear the White House asking if the Taliban is going to have a place in the global community. Um, I can go ahead as the unofficial Taliban spokesperson and tell you they don't. They don't have a place in the global community. They're terrorists who believe that Sharia law should govern the world. So here's the real answer to why the Taliban has not been banned, 
even though they're responsible for some of the most horrific human rights violations of our age, and Trump has been. Trump is banned on social media simply because of personal left-leaning bias of tech companies and the people that run them. I mean, tech companies are now like the old dude in the gym locker room. They've given up trying to cover up, and they're letting it all hang out. And the only thing I can say is, bro, get a towel. Stop it! Any honest observer can see that because these companies could ban him, then they did ban him. And please, do not send me comments down below with your thinly substantiated evidence that he was banned because he was inciting violence or, or anything else. Do the research, please. It's all a lie. Any intellectually honest person can tell you that this, and this is not a left and right thing, that he was banned because of personal preference. And, and this is why I wanted to make this video in the first place. I wanted to do this video because what we're seeing with these tech companies and the people that run them and with this Trump ban and the Taliban not being banned is a perfect example for why we are not able to have healthy conversations anymore. Why? Because often we are blinded by our own ideology and we are oblivious to the fact that our knowledge is flawed. How do we cure that? Well, we recognize that we might come from a flawed perspective, or we recognize that we do have a bias that we come to anything with. Now, it doesn't mean that you're wrong, but, but you just have to acknowledge that bias. And in so doing, you find that you can step outside of the bias to the best of your ability, or that you can acknowledge the bias so that you don't let that thing unduly weigh upon the subject matter that you're discussing. Anything else than that is a recipe for dogmatism, and that is exactly what these social media companies have done. They think they're right in their decision-making because they are blinded by their hatred for Trump and they're blinded by their left-leaning bias. It is only in acknowledging those things that we can actually have truly healthy conversations and healthy dialogues. That's why I'm passionate even beyond this social media ban about helping us get to this place where we can once again not only understand that we have a perspective that we come in with, but that also we're willing to listen to other people who have a different perspective. Doesn't mean they're right. It doesn't mean that they even have legitimate points, but it is only in, a, in, a, in understanding the limited amount of knowledge that you have that you can truly be open to other people's perspectives. And of, of course, the social media companies are not. That's why they've made such a hypocritical decision here. And, and I want to try to help every single person watching this because it's been helpful to me to help you understand what the objectivity illusion is. What is the objectivity illusion? It is the idea that you happen to come from a privileged place of objectivity, but nobody else does. Um, have you ever noticed, perhaps, that on the road, everybody that drives faster than you is a maniac and everyone that drives slower than you is a moron? That's essentially the objectivity illusion. Everyone thinks that whenever a person disagrees with them, or then that person must be wrong, because uh, I couldn't possibly be wrong, and so we make negative attributions about them, like, you're stupid, or you must be daft, and how could you? So I'm going to pitch it to you this way, as honestly as you possibly can, ask yourself, are you better than those tech giants that ban Trump? Do you have the capacity to call balls and strikes even when your team is losing? Do you have the capacity to separate yourself emotionally from things to be able to tell when you are being blinded by ideology so much that you cannot see the truth? This is a right and left predicament to be sure. This is a human question, which is what I really want to try to answer in this video. It seems anymore today, people are not willing to realize their own biases and subjectivity, or if they are, 
they don't acknowledge it and don't care to see past it. So I want to urge you toward a third and more important and rational option. What we need to do is we need to recognize the objectivity illusion. Now, let me be clear. Objectivity is not an illusion, but many of us are operating under the illusion of objectivity. But something else must also be stated in the process of all of this, because I don't want you to misunderstand me. Does this mean that all of us are biased and that the truth cannot actually be known? No, that's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Truth still matters and it can be found, but it can only be found by honest seekers. So acknowledge your subjectivity, sure, whenever it exists and as much as you can. And in doing so, you'll gain the superpower of being able to look around it and see the truth. We can't all be eloquent, but we can try harder to be rational by being as informed as possible and then making as assessments on the facts. Not to prove your point, but to come to the truth. And by the way, I'm going to say this in a hushed tone so that we don't disturb the deconstructionist as they're doing their hard work. When you actually do this, you'll find yourself starting to acknowledge the depth and richness of Christianity and quite easily dismissing it as mythological hogwash. Sorry, atheist, don't practice this exercise if you want to remain a skeptic. Here's some questions to help you see what I'm talking about. When you've been herded to church, do you blame Christianity for it or rather the individual responsible? What about when the guy you voted against actually does something good? Do you acknowledge it? How about this? When the guy you voted for, the one you actually voted for, does something insanely, ridiculously horrible, say the ill-advised and poorly planned withdrawal from Afghanistan, do you publicly decry it with the same vehemence you did other things? What about when your party increasingly moves further and further and further to the left? I don't know which party that could be, by the way. Do you just move with them or do you try to call them back to coherence? Can you step aside from your bias and truly engage ideas from an objective or at least thoughtful perspective? I mean, I think that's what's really important here. And I think that's what's going on with the, with the Trump slash Taliban and this issue with banning Trump. And all of this, as I'm talking about objectivity illusion and as I'm talking about being truly hungry for truth and seeing past your bias and calling balls and strikes legitimately, all goes back to this Trump issue with Trump being banned and the Taliban not being banned. Anybody who is honest can see very clearly that this is simply about personal bias. And I hope as a society, I mean, these tech companies, whatever, they can do it, I guess. Uh, it's not right and it's not good for any of us, but I hope we don't fall into the same trap. Well, we justify doing whatever we want to do because of our personal bias. This all goes back to a societal notion that now seems baked into the cake. Reality is socially constructed. It's merely an illusion. And this is just another part of the simulation. And we do not have access to the truth, only my truth or your truth. I've said it before and I will continue to say it. There is no such thing as your truth. There is the truth and the lies. And we need rational people to think clearly so that we can arrive at the truth. But I would love to know what you think. So please take time to go down and comment and make sure to subscribe and share this video with your friends. Thanks so much for watching. You can catch brand new episodes of Indie Thinker with Reed Huberman every Monday and weekly bonus episodes to keep you thinking throughout the week. But you have to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like this video and share it with friends.